Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Book of Caleb, episode seven, titled Curating Your Real Life, Not Your Instagram. So what does this become? A a self-help podcast all of a sudden? I don't think so. I think that you will be pleasantly surprised with the direction that this goes instead, but it is a subject that is good to visit and think about of what are you doing on social media and versus your reality? Are those things the same thing for you or are they different? A little food for thought here for this episode and so hope you enjoy. Now this subject didn't or did, it came to me organically and thought technically of curating your real life, not your Instagram. Um, But although that it came to me organically, as soon as I wrote it down, I was immediately curious as to how many self-help podcasts, blogs, articles that exist already on this subject. Okay, this is not a new uh, avenue that I'm taking. People know that your social media existence is more than 99% of the time completely curated in some way. It's filtered, it's your best angle, um, or purposely your worst angle. You are manufacturing this feed, so to speak, and deciding what you want to put out there into the world, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, a podcast, a blog, you name it. There's TikTok, Snapchat, So um, it got me thinking, though, at the end of the day, what is going to be most important in what you are actually doing in your life versus what you are saying that you're doing? My professional life and personal life kind of intermix with social media, and I manage several accounts, and I'm always on it, mostly on Facebook and Instagram, and now... I'm a, you know, professional podcaster. And so I wanted to bring someone on the show who has a different perspective on social media so we can kind of pit against each other, so to speak. So I want you guys to give a warm welcome back to Michael Caleb. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. Um, Again, it's a pleasure um, and an honor. Thank you. Yes. um, Appreciate you coming back. And it's been what like five days i would say maybe five might might have been just four four to five though yeah we are we are just thrilled to have you back on the show and kind of get your thoughts on social media and what's interesting michael is that do you don't have any social media is that correct i don't i have a linkedin uh, profile you know professional one when was um, the when was the last time you logged into that? Do you actually use oh, it or you just have it? I just have it. Yeah, I don't use it. Not on Facebook. Not on Instagram. Um, obviously TikTok, none of that. I Facebook came around 
it's either my junior or senior year of college. Um, everyone was getting into it. Wasn't into it at all. Um, personally, there was a fake Facebook page made about me, um, which came to light, and it was just a bunch of ridiculous, over-the-top stuff that my friends had put together. Um, it was actually well, quite quite amusing. Uh, so I, I messed around with that fake persona for a little bit. Uh, but after college, yeah, I never really got back on Facebook. Um, tell me why. Uh, you know, it just, I guess, wasn't my thing, if that's a good answer, which is not really. Um, didn't, was never really interested in it. I don't know. I just was never big into it. Yeah, you're a rare find. I guess. I don't I, know. I do know people who do not have Facebook. My sister's one of them. It's just like, and you, in my opinion, have not ever had Facebook. Like, you had it because somebody set up an account for you, which is actually how originally I have an account. I remember one of my roommates in college was like, hey, I set you up with an account because she knew my school email address. And I was like, I already had an account. I don't think she had, like, uploaded photos or anything. But she's like, look, this is the Facebook. Like, I remember hmm. that, like, in my dorm room, her showing me the Facebook. Um, but for you, no, I don't think that you've ever technically had Facebook. And then if you've never had Facebook, then you haven't had Instagram. Or, or your generation just isn't funneled that way. There are people who, like, have never had a Facebook and have an Instagram at this point, but sure. they're a, a young, like a younger generation. If you started with Facebook, though, then that's kind of like the original mm -hmm. social media. Well, wait a minute, Michael. Did you have a MySpace? No. <laughs> again, again, heard of it. Um, never even thought about setting up a MySpace page. What about an AOL account? That I had. That um, AOL Messenger, for sure. And I, you know, I did that back in the day. You had to just try to fit in and socialize. But even as I was doing it in middle school, it was mostly middle school um, and somewhat early years of high school as well, I think. Um, didn't really enjoy it. Just did it to fit in, you know? Right. Just, again, not, not, not my thing. Sitting down at a computer and having to, you know, come up with whatever one-liners or witty comments or just eh, it was never my thing. Right. You more of a face-to-face -face interaction. That's when I like to, you know. Be, uh, be on it and be uh, funny if you will. You weren't jumping on after the football game huh. and mm -hmm. <laughs> chatting with friends. That's what I remember about AOL and Instant Messenger is like it was like the after hours or after school people mm. would get on yeah, after the, school yeah the for sure yeah. yeah the computer and chat with each other and <laughs> yeah we before we had a license and stuff like that yeah it was like seventh eighth grade freshman year right Once, no no yeah. cell phones no texting yeah. that yeah, was like true. our texting each other mm -hmm. in a way it was so interesting and now it doesn't even really it doesn't exist no AOL no absolutely not right so that's just it was it was cool though i mean you know especially for its time it was yes the thing for the time so but yeah in, anyways in my opinion you've you're somebody who doesn't have social media do you feel like you're missing out at all in any thing no i don't i i know and i i can we i kind of met you pretty soon after college there i feel like a lot of my guy friends in their 20s that were heavy on social media um, we're doing it to meet girls, uh, honestly. Um, that's especially in your twenties, you know. Uh, and that was that was never my thing. 
because uh, I had met you right away. I never was never really single, I guess. Um, so maybe if I was single, I may have been a little bit more heavier into it. Um, and especially now, I mean, we've been married now, and uh, I mean, besides my uh, what you touched on the Ashley uh, Madison account that I had there for a couple <laughs> years before that got busted. Oops. Um, yeah, no, I didn't see any purpose for you know being on it. LinkedIn, I I made that you know professional account, which is you know. You don't even know your password. Well, it's saved. You know, it's in my settings. It's saved. So. Gotcha. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not on there writing no. up a industry latest trends no. business posts in the hotel industry. No, that's. You're not gonna find me doing that. But uh, so that's kind of the history of it. I mean, I I look at your Instagram from time to time. I like to see uh, when you do ones of Drake or Drake or the kids, or whatever. I like to see it on your uh, stories. Instagram stories yeah but that's really the only thing I ever look at and that's yours um, you're and, you're a follower I think well it might just be your <laughs> account it is no yeah. I know and then I'll look up then I'll maybe look at you know a couple of my friends that are on there yeah if you told me I'll oh, usually see your buddy so-and-so has a funny whatever funny post uh-huh. or yes Joe eats Joe, Joe eats yeah shout out to Joe eats yes Joe Marisi is his Instagram handle uh-huh. I'll let you figure out how to spell that but um okay so again when I was thinking about this title of the episode of how you curating your real life not your Instagram again this is not like an original thought and so when I did Google search and I Google searched this very specific term. I Googled curating your real life, not your Instagram, just to see what would come up if I Googled that whole spiel. You know, of course, there's like over a million hits of just Googling that. But then wow. the top 10 articles include abandoning Instagram, um, Instagram look not creating a persona that isn't actually you aka you're a poser Um, my Instagram's perfect my real life is not was like another article quitting Instagram taught me how to truly experience my life again was the name of another article (laughs) when Michael's like looking at me he's just like what the hell is going on oh and then what's interesting too when you google that very specific term of curating your real life not your Instagram I literally googled the title of this episode Um, other suggested searches included is Instagram getting boring in 2019 um why authentic Instagram accounts are having a moment. That was in October of 2019, which like suggests like that not only do we know that like their social media is fake, people's social media accounts are like fake, so to speak, or curated is the other term. I'll use them interchangeably. Um, but like get like, oh, all of a sudden the whatever is considered authentic Instagram accounts are now having a moment. Like, what does that even mean? Does that mean like the people who are not using any sort of photo filter on any photo that they post or what would be an authentic social media feed in your opinion? Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. Just someone who rolls out of bed and they just have a live feed on them. <laughs> they see them, you know, get ready for the day, flossing their teeth and they have no agenda they're not trying to get followers. So, yeah, that doesn't sound like a real thing. And no one wants to see that anyways. So that's that would be very odd. Uh, that would be... So what you're saying if, if is... If there was an authentic, whatever these authentic things are, 
if it's on social media, but it's an authentic page. So they're now they're not trying to alter it or curate it in any way to try to show themselves in a more glamorous light. Right. Why are they? What what are they doing? They're just hanging out. So then, why are you, why are people trying to like what you're you're saying? Show themselves in a more glamorous light. Like, what is the main objective there? What do you think? Well, I think it's all about. Isn't just all about these the followers. A lot of these people that are doing that, they want to gain following so they can be influencers and somehow monetize it. Or I guess other people are just trying to have some insecurities, maybe which we all do. But they have some insecurities, so they're trying to show the best aspects of their lives or maybe they've had a more fortunate you know um aspect or fortunate upbringing in life so they've got more things which they know other people want but can't have but they're putting them you know on display for everyone just to say hey look at me i've got this i know you probably don't but it's really awesome <laughs> i don't see the point behind that and i think you can see through that pretty easily that they've actually got their own insecurities going on there well so okay and so i hear you on that's this is why i wanted your perspective because for me and a lot of people seeing that flaunt your riches type instagram feed of this person has everything and travels and goes shopping and eats out and just does anything and everything they want they have all of the things is what it seems like Mm -hmm. and you get like trapped in like this wormhole of gosh i want that life and i wish my life was like that or how how are you not i know that you're like not on instagram and so you're not like seeing that like garbage every day but then where are your goals and aspirations michael where are you well i mean i've always been well i mean now a lot of my time and energy is put into two kids. I don't know. Before I had kids, what was, you know, kind of a more aspirational thing? I mean, I think, you know, for everyone, they have an idea of the all-American life. For me, you know, homeowner, I mean, I never had, a, I don't have this idea of like being, having a mansion or having multiple homes on, you know, exotic islands or anything like that. Homeowner, time to vacation, you know, going out to eat being able to travel those those are all you know goals of mine beforehand now those are still goals but once you have once you have kids i don't know a lot of that gets pushed to the back burner and just um, a lot of time and energy and you know um, money obviously as well goes in to your children um which i'm fine with and that makes a lot of sense to me um so you know i'm focused on my health a lot that's always big for me um, and yeah, you know, that's kind of where I Stop get enjoyment. Stop saying you know, first of all. Yeah, I did a lot better last uh, <laughs> podcast, just so you know. Yeah, I am aware. And so um, I'm pretty sure you just said it like five times. So I'm going to cut you off here because you brought up like the wellness factor, which I knew you would eventually go that direction. Okay. Because you are not pretentious. My gosh, when I met you at some point, I swear you were driving like a golf cart of a car and because mm. you just don't care right like yeah. there's people like labels or they don't and i don't know where i like fall in that i like it but i like for me i like buying stuff like designer if i got it like on sale at this like ridiculous like bragging right price point is like where i like like it and so that's kind of been my thing and on my blog of how to like cheat the system and get designer but anyway, that's just a side note. Okay, but for you, 
Michael, I could buy you Walmart or I could buy you Prada. It does. You are not. You don't even see that. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I knew that you would. You don't. The Instagram wormhole, even if you had Instagram, you would not care. Mm-hmm. There would like be influence like, oh, I'm missing out. I don't have a Rolex. Like just it's not your thing. And so but you brought up wellness. OK, so what I'm saying is. In your real life, which you're not showcasing to anyone else really in the world, just the people that you're actually interacting with, you are making curated choices or real choices to influence your wellness. Well, I would definitely say real choices. Um, Yeah, when it comes to wellness, uh, that's always been a huge whatever top priority of mine. Um, You know, just... uh, started uh young teenagers uh, working out lifting weights and then um you know just always wanted to be in shape post you know college stop saying you know post college is when uh um you know you have to well i guess i can't stop uh, saying you know. all right well we're done I'm with this kinda, <laughs> no, I, I have to cut you off but yeah. no that's okay so post college go on um so that's uh you have to focus you have to put a little bit more work and if you want to keep your figure you know you want to look like you did when you're 18 you got to put more work into it um that's cardio it's consistent it's diet uh diets become more and more a part of my life once i've hit 30 um i realize diet's more important than actually working out being active every day uh, whether it's just going on a walk or a light jog or doing some push-ups and pull-ups if you can you need to do that you know at some point every day it doesn't need this be this hardcore vigorous two-hour workout which is what i thought it needed to be when i was younger um but now uh just balancing the diet and the activity but that's always when i'm getting up in the morning i'm, I'm trying to think okay where when am i gonna be able to fit in time to get get my activity up get get my heart rate up at some point um, and then always just kind of staying on point with the diet, whether I'm keto, what if I'm low carb, uh, maybe it's a relaxing day, you know, it was uh, Easter this past weekend, you know, I took it kind of easy, hey, we had some Easter cake and some desserts, that's fine, but then you balance it out with your activity and all that stuff. That's always just been important to me, but that's just for me personally, I'm not putting that out anywhere in social media, uh, I'm putting it out right now on a podcast, I guess, but that's what makes me happy. Um, and it's nice just to be able to get up in the morning and not have any aches or pains or, and I'd like to be able to look at myself and I look like the same I've looked as long as I can remember. Um, so I don't know if that's an ego thing or if I'm maybe there's probably some insecurity there with me not wanting to get out of shape maybe, but I've always said it's the easiest way to be in shape is just to stay in shape. If you get out of shape and then you try to get back into shape and back and forth, that seems very hard. That seems like a horrible treacherous thing that i wouldn't want to deal with so i'm just going to try to stay in shape as long as i can and uh yeah we'll see see how it goes so is that your goal or aspiration that's definitely a top aspiration for sure yeah it has been and will continue to be yeah and so and you're just doing that every day and you're like diet and exercise obviously mm-hmm. um what could somebody do though to actually Right, there's a difference. I can post that I'm working out or I can just work out the right way. Like, do you see what I'm getting mm-hmm. at? Yeah. You, you can talk about ha- post and share that you are running or lifting and whatnot, but at, maybe I didn't really do that that hard or it doesn't matter because I'm not doing, 
what if I run three miles, but my body's used to it versus like if I'm doing something for half an hour that my body's not used to and really getting Mm -hmm. a true workout in and then I are a difficult, challenging workout in and I don't have time to post and tell tell everyone about it and share about it because I am focused and dialed in on that activity versus being kind of distracted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is what I've noticed happens. For myself, anyway, I can only speak for myself in this, but right, if somebody, if I'm trying to be efficient and work out, but I'm also videotaping myself doing push ups, like legit, like taking my phone over and propping it or putting it on a tripod or something, pushing record, going over to the mat, doing the push ups, you know what I mean? I mean that's yeah. just like insane to that's me. That's absurd. And, but that that exists whether you are a big time influencer, which to me that would make sense. If you are monetizing off of it, that that is part of the game. I'm not saying don't do that or that's stupid. No, that's how you monetize with those platforms. But is there I mean, you cannot be sharing this stuff and thinking that you're actually like doing them. Or are you doing them just to share about it? It's I would definitely the latter. You're doing it just to share about it at that point. And then you're not going to see how that would also influence. Like you're not going to enjoy it as much if it becomes like a task not associated with what you're actually trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. right? Like you, I we're just going to use working out as the example of what you're posting about essentially, mm-hmm. and your action items instead of um actually working out or focusing on like the reason why you're working out whether that's for wellness whether that's for um trying to build muscle or get a certain look it can be vain if you know you want to go that direction it really doesn't matter those should be that should be like the core focus of your workout and not then also being distracted with like sharing about it yeah for sure and i will say when i was younger you know, there's a lot of vanity involved, especially in college. Uh, you know, muscles, you know, arms and, you know, chest. Definition. Yeah, one of the more bigger muscles. Yeah, you're definitely trying to show off and, you know, attract uh, attract the ladies or, or the men, however however you roll. Um, another point I wanted to bring up, too, is, okay, there are people that have Instagram accounts that don't post content but consume it. So do you know what I mean by that? Don't post, but consume it. So you have an Instagram account. This could be you, Michael. Maybe you do have a secret Instagram account. You're not posting anything, but you're following people and Mm. looking at their content. You're consuming it. Okay. Um, That is also going to then affect your perception or how you think about what life is like going on. Another good point about if you're continually consuming whatever media that you want like if i'm continually consuming the daily mail which is like trash tabloid Mm -hmm. information mostly on celebrities Mm -hmm. then i'm going to eventually think that that's really what's all going on in the world that becomes like your world same with like if you're just consuming like your facebook feed and all your like-minded friends are posting about a certain subject Mm -hmm. and they're all freaking out about it or they're all excited about it whatever it is then you're going to think that that 
is like the only thing really happening and it's not. You're going to, you're distracting from like your actual real world. For sure. But that be, that becomes your reality and you have no idea that's even taking place, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, the real world and then your reality that you're consuming and living in have are two completely different things. Um, then, yeah, it's scary what actually people believe is happening or going on behind the scenes or in the world. Um, so, yeah, I know what you're saying. That's crazy. And so my work... Um, in marketing and advertising has in order to like protect my mentality and like knowing that what I'm seeing on these feeds and stuff isn't is or it is curated meaning it is not truly real right it's Mm -hmm. select and choiced um but that has forced me to approach it that way from the get-go in order to protect my head and know that like this is not reality. Like you have to approach it that way in order to have like a healthy mindset and relationship with social media. Um, and then the other part too is don't be distracted by like competition. And so what I mean by that is anything that you like think is against what you're trying to create or put out there or um that you're almost makes you feel inferior would be like the other like competition um so like in a personal perspective it would be those like people that um look like and flaunt like they have more than you Right, Caitlyn Jenner that you're talking about? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. She, you know, just has it all. And it, so any, yes, any of those celebrities that you are interpreting what they have as like this greater life than you. And I don't think that like a lot of celebrities, I don't know, that I follow are putting themselves out there like, look, I have it all. But there certainly are some that oh, I yeah, do. Sure. Yeah. The and maybe they've toned it down or changed their theme from as like the years have gone on. I feel like mm-hmm. three years ago on Instagram, it was, and maybe this is just because of my curation of following, but everyone follows like the big heavy hitter top 10 accounts, which would be like all the Kardashians. I don't know who else. Bruce honestly. Jenner. <laughs> okay. Michael. Sorry, I don't. And, um, Gosh, I like Taylor Swift would be one. I don't even know if like I follow her though, but she would not be one that's like, look at me, I'm uh, I'm extra. But like three to four years ago, there was definitely this more like intense culture of look at what I'm driving and look at what my watch is and my handbag and all that culture, which I feel like celebrities have realized like, gosh, like the masses maybe. They follow that and it's interesting. Like the world, regardless of what year we're in, like we could be in the 1800s, the world has always been fascinated with the lifestyles of the rich and famous. For sure, yeah. But this is like a whole new level of access or mm-hmm. way to consume it beyond like the tabloids. Remember like when paparazzi and us weekly and reality tv show in the hills like yeah, there was that okay. era before instagram and like britney spears mm-hmm. yep. Th- those Lohan, yeah yeah oh. those moments and i feel like you got 
that was like revolutionary even before yeah it was that time frame and so it's just more and more we've gotten like access to viewing this you know lifestyle and then people who aren't even necessarily famous there's also just rich people who have oh yeah uh, an instagram and just are also rubbing elbows with celebrities mm-hmm. and so <laughs> what are you thinking michael well yeah all that stuff's just crazy to me i don't know um yeah someone's got a handbag that you know is three times more than the average you know salary for someone you know in america just the the disparity there's just gobs and gobs of you know riches and then so much more people um that don't have much at all and it's not it's not their fault they don't have much they were you know put in a disadvantaged position early on in their life that's how i see it for the most part um but yeah, you know, social media world, looking at all that stuff, it can be fun. I think it could be an escape maybe, I hope, for some people. But if you're really seeing that um, and becoming obsessed with it or, you know, really impressed by it, I mean, don't be is what I would say. Well, check- Easy, Easier said than done. Right. It doesn't do anything for me, but... And so, but it, it's just like a good time to remember that because everyone who has social media is suspect to that kind of wormhole. And as you mature, though, you can kind of, I don't know, have some aha moments. I certainly have of just like, okay, well, I know how the system works too. And so I just see it from a different perspective. And when I say I know how the system works, I feel like I have more insight into how to build an audience or engage in an audience. And I read daily like blogs and articles about engagement and how the algorithm for Facebook and Instagram constantly changes. And that's what I mean by it. And so I see people's strategies to try and grow or... I, I don't know. It's just interesting. <laughs> I, I like the uh, Facebook mo- social network. That, w- I, that was a good movie. The social network? Yeah. Um, I enjoy that more than actually the social network itself, Facebook. Zuckerberg, he didn't have anything to do with that movie, though, did he? Involved in it? He wasn't invested in that movie at all? Yeah, he directed it. I mean, did he have a stake in it? He helped <laughs> produce it, I guess would be. I don't I, think so. No, I don't believe so. I wonder what his thought. He probably Lindsay likes the movie. I think, right? I like Zuckerberg. I mean, he's definitely a nerd. Obviously, a very intelligent guy. Doesn't he's got to have somewhat of an ego on him? But I don't think he has this huge, gigantic ego. He gives a lot back. He's very philanthropic, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's fascinating that when you're just like a person who <laughs> there was well, his timing and luck involved. Like he's very. You know, entrepreneurial genius, you know, driven. So you got all that going for you, but then also the timing and the luck all comes together, and then all of a sudden you've got he's this you're a CEO of Facebook. You know, everything has to be a perfect storm for that all to work out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, and here's the other thing: like he went to Harvard. Yeah, was going to Harvard. So you know, whatever that story was to get into Harvard, and you know, you're coming Mm -hmm. from. Yeah. Uh, silver spoon likely Most I mean, likely, yeah. I have never heard that he came from a dirt floor exactly you know and mm-hmm. so I'm just assuming that that is the case and that is one Google search away to confirm that yeah he came from 
mm-hmm. an influential family or somebody who was able to get him into Harvard. Yeah. And but but probably very intelligent, but also went to like a great school to sure. help that as well. Yeah. But maybe also had to take exams to get and pass, you know, to like also get in. There's just so many things at play to get into mm-hmm. Harvard. Mm-hmm. Besides, like it was just me, and I didn't have study my ass parents, off. No, and no, no. you know, I, that like doesn't happen. No. Um, but yes, entrepreneurial and. What I also don't get, though, is, okay, so now you have, why do you keep working? Why does Mark Zuckerberg keep working? I think it's easy to work for him. Yeah, I think that'd be very easy to work. And I don't know, when you're that successful, and yeah, I think you want to keep it going and keep growing and expanding. and. Yeah, but you could also just not have... I think it would be extremely stressful. Like, it's not any easier. It's harder. And you have to answer to the Senate hearing committee. What what was that, like, two years ago? With privacy and just, like, Mm -hmm. just all these, like, it's complicated, new realm territory every day. Like, Facebook, he didn't know it would become this... No, no that it is now and in every country and i would be like okay i'll, I'll cash out i'm good because that's hmm. that's what i mean it's like what is the purpose like he's not working for money no and like i said he's very you know philanthropic and um you know as his wife i know he's married to some gal but i don't know her involvement of it and yeah, I feel like she, she, Michael has, she, Caleb, she, she has a say. Michael Caleb uh, doesn't know. Yeah, no, no kidding, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying there, but no, at the same time, no, you want to keep going, keep growing, keep expanding, and I don't know, you make you wake up as Mark Zuckerberg, there's a lot of pressure and responsibility on your shoulders, but still, everybody that looks at you, it's like, oh man, that's freaking Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, you kidding me, he created Facebook, like, that's like Michael Jordan walking around, I don't know, it'd be, it'd be, enough, it'd be enough to keep you going every day. I don't think it'd be too much. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> then you're suggesting that he has this ego that... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. how can you not? I don't think it's an out-of-control ego. I think it's a positive. Ego's not, all, not a bad thing. I think it's good to everybody have a healthy ego, um, self-confidence, whatever it okay. is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think he's walking around thinking, you know, he's better than... Everybody, absolutely not. But I think he maybe realizes, you know, what he's accomplished is this huge opportunity to, I don't, again, the philanthropic endeavors he's involved in, I don't know what, what they are, but it's obviously probably helping up less fortunate, disadvantaged people, I would hope. And, you know, maybe that's what drives him. I don't know. Does he have kids? Um, I really don't know. I don't follow him on Instagram. And who knows yeah. if he even has an Instagram. And so is that curated? Is Mark Zuckerberg's facebook and instagram account and are they the same company or are they two separate competing things yeah it's the same thing that's what i thought facebook bought oh he cut mark zuckerberg does have an instagram account i'm looking up this now he has six million followers (laughs) that's it that's kind of low it is it is totally low like for whatever he could just add a gazillion followers that's true yeah last time he posted was march 1st See, he's busy. I would yeah. say that he's busy and doesn't have time to post on Instagram. Is that fa- is that fair? Bill Gates has one too. It looks like five point two million. Well, come on, Ooh, Bill. Let's go. Bill. 
yeah, that's painful because, you know, he kind of is the the OG. Bill posted April 5th. Thank you, healthcare workers. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Yeah. Warren Buffett has one. Gosh, see, and so this is what, Warren Buffett only has a million followers. Hmm. I like Warren. He's, I like Warren a lot, too. He's very philanthropic as well. <laughs> yeah. Why does he work? Like, why do these people still work? Again, I think it's, first of all, to become what they have become, uh, they definitely had to work. love it, and they had to love what they were doing. You know, yeah. it wasn't a grind every day for them. They absolutely loved it, and they still do. So then, but then what is, they're just never going to, like, retire. There's no concept of retirement. They just kind of, you just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, how do I curate that life, Michael? Well, there's a lot at play, you know. Um, there's, like I said, timing. There's there's always luck involved in these stories, unfortunately. Um, but like you said, you make your own luck as well. But also, some luck you can't make. It just happens perfectly for you. Um so, it's tough to say. I love this. See, now I'm totally being distracted by social media I instead of it. listening to you. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett quote, wearing unbranded and cheap clothes doesn't mean you're poor. Remember, you have a family to feed, not a community to impress. There you have it. Yeah. So, just anytime you open up <laughs> Instagram or Facebook, remember that, right? I might get that tattooed somewhere in my body. Except, I don't have any tattoos. I would never get a tattoo or a piercing. Tell me more about that. I'm not a tattoo or a piercing guy, and I feel like you. I see a couple of my friends. Most of my friends are non-tattooed people. But a couple of my friends who have tattoos, they were all like a college decision, or they turned eighteen, and now I feel like they're in their thirties, and they don't. They wish they didn't have the tattoo on them. I can't imagine that it wears nicely. You I, know? No, I wouldn't think so. Like, what does it look like now? <laughs> you have an inconspicuous spot. Like my sister has one, like on her foot. Um, and maybe some other ones that I don't know that you can't see, but I don't know. These guys that got one like, like on their bicep or shoulder or something like that. Nah, poor decision, which I knew at the time was a poor decision and it gets more poor as you age. But you know, if you have, I've seen plenty of people that are really into tattoos. They're more athletic though. I feel like athletes, um, they, they do look cool, but those are professional athletes. So most of us are not. Most? the well most of the people i hang around are not oh yeah uh, i forgot you have a couple though mm-hmm, famous sure. athletic friends i do we all do uh-huh. so those people though famous or not um we all have ways that again i'm coming back to the subject here which is you need to be actively curating things that you want in your life and that needs to be a separate or not affected in any way or influenced by your curated fake social media feed. That's good advice. Now everyone should be doing that. Just bet, you know, bettering yourself as an individual for sure. Obviously, as you grow. Right, and that can be a simple change or like commitment that mm-hmm. you can do starting tomorrow. Just being more conscious of that. Like, what do you really want? If you're looking at I, I'm just going to use Instagram. It doesn't matter, right? TikTok or whatever. You know, you're looking at somebody else and thinking, yeah, I wish I could be like them. Or you're feeling that. Is it insecurity or is it um, ambition? You know, like it's how. however you want to, I guess, pers- like interpret that or make it an actual like, 
I don't want to, it could be, I could like interpret it to be like, I want to be like that person, but I'm never going to get there. I'm insecure. Or I can be like, I want to be like that person. What can I do in my life to, to get there or like go in that direction, Mm -hmm. which is important. And so that's something that you need to like think about every day and like can be kind of your go like go to item to think about in the morning when you wake up like just make sure that i'm doing actively doing things that i want for the long term in my life Mm -hmm. right like go going back to your wellness Mm -hmm. aren't aren't you thinking about what you're going to eat or when you're going to work out don't you have plans for that in the day yeah, well, for sure, I have plans, um, and then I kind of, you know, the day structures around a lot of time, you know, so I can make sure to be able to get in some sort of activity, um, or, you know, diet-wise, make it easier or more doable to make sure, you know, I'm doing what I want to do diet-wise for, for the day, but yeah, that's early on in the day. So what did you do today? Uh, well, the thing is when it comes to diet, which, you know, I've mentioned this before. Stop saying you know. Sorry about that. Um, Uncross your arms. Is fasting. Like, that <laughs> makes it very simple. Um, and that's not, you know, consuming calories. Coffee, tea, obviously water. Um, there's some other non-caloric drinks out there. If you don't consume a calorie, and there's different judgments of what breaking a fast actually is, but for the most part, if you don't consume a calorie, you stay in a fasted zone. Um, and once you've been fasting, so let's say you sleep eight to 10 hours during the night, um, if you didn't eat at least a couple hours before you go to bed, which is pretty standard, um, you've already, you're waking up and you haven't eaten for like 12 hours. Right. So you're already fasted for 12 hours. So let's say you're waking up around seven. If you go to 11 then, so 12 plus four is 16. Once you get past 16, um, and the more you do this, the easier it is. You aren't hungry. Your actually energy goes up. You're in this fasted state. Um, and, uh, every, the brain's working better. Um, you're in this fasted, more alert. You're, you're actually sensing your body's kind of in a stressful place because you haven't eaten. Um, and everything's more alert. Um, that's like you had just took a couple of shots of espresso for me. So I don't eat a lot during the day. The main thing with that is make sure you are drinking water. And then I do take salts or some sort of electrolyte supplement to keep, um, to keep hydrated because you can easily get dehydrated if you are fasted. Right. Um, and I, I do, I do have, I typically do have coffee, um, but just a standard coffee. A black coffee or not? Most, when I'm doing fasting, I do, I do do black. If, if I do add anything, it's just cream. It'd be heavy whipping cream, um, which has no sugar whatsoever, no carbohydrates. Um, so some days, I'll do that fast, and I just had some black coffee today, and I didn't I didn't eat until like probably two in the afternoon. Um, other times I'll just do a no carb fast, and that's you know I'll wake up, have my coffee, maybe some eggs, um, which have zero carbs. Um, any meat would have zero carbs, and then cream in my coffee, zero carbs. But I just there's no carbs. Carbs for me is what brings down my energy level, um, and it causes me you know to be up and down, and then I am looking for more caffeine later in the day. Or what have you. So, um, anyways, when it comes to diet, the fasting makes it real easy because a lot of times I can just fast till dinner. I really, really can. Um, or there might be some, you know, small uh, meat or protein of some sort at two or three in the afternoon, like today. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to activity wise, 
I'll, I'll bang out a couple sets of push-ups or pull-ups in the morning, like literally in my bathroom. Like how many? Uh, I do sets of between 30 and 50 push-ups, and then I, we have a pull-up bar in the, down the basement. I do sets of, you know, uh, 12 at a time. Um, you do 50 push-ups in a row. Yeah, yeah. And if you do like one set of 50 push-ups, that gets your heart rate going, that gets a good pump for you. If I do nothing else in the day, I always make sure I do something. Because if you know you get held up with other priorities um, throughout the day, so at least I know I did that early on in the morning. It could it could be that it was that today. Tomorrow it could be thirty um, squats. Uh, it's just it's something, but I make sure I did it early in the morning, and hopefully I find time later on to get a run in or some sort of actual thirty to forty five minute workout in. But if I don't, it's okay. Um, I, I did that in the morning just to kind of keep my body honest, get the heart rate up a little bit. Um, Does that increase your cortisol, though, when you, like, work out? But early in the morning like that? I don't know, because I always do it in a fasted state. That's my favorite time to actually get a run in. Me too. Uh, it's fasted in the morning. Um, so I, th- I think it actually kind of works together. Um, I know cortisol isn't, I don't, I mean, I know it's a hormone, like a stressful hormone. I don't know the harmful effects of that or not, but I think you get energy from it as well. Right. Oh, for sure. Does cardio raise cortisol? Um, increases in blood cortisol during aerobic exercise will increase protein catabolism, resulting in a breakdown or loss of muscle. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. I mean, it, it is not a negative. It doesn't have a negative effect, but um, I was just curious about that because that, that has been a hot subject. It's you know your your cortisol being increased because of stress and um, hormones and diet and you don't want that to be the case because then it's harder on your body and all these like long-term effects okay and what you're you no it's fine that you are doing push-ups like it's not affecting you negatively i was just kind of having that question came out yeah (laughs) okay fair enough yeah so um but yeah, and so you are telling me that you didn't ever have a plan to work out. Not really, but like I said, I'm always going to bang out something real quick in the morning, just even if it's one set of whatever. Um, I'm never eating breakfast, okay? I'm just not eating breakfast in the morning, and that helps me. Obviously, I don't consume any calories uh, in the morning. I don't even have to think about breakfast. You got a bunch of other stuff, and when there's school and daycare going on, that's the big thing in the morning is getting the kids ready for school. The rat race. The rat race in the morning. Um, so, and getting them fed is, you know, a chore in itself. Um, so, but I don't, you don't need that breakfast in the morning that like you were told breakfast is the, you know, most important it, meal of the day. It's, it's just not, you've got these calories you consume the night before, um, still being stored inside of you and you can access it very easily. Um, for so. sure. And it just depends on your activity level too. I absolutely think for my job of just I could sit at a computer all day, technically. I do not need to eat breakfast. I don't, because yes, I eat dinner, you know, and so I have the extra calories from the night before. Like, I'm fine. I'm not active enough to justify needing a meal at 7.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I'm totally on, like, base with you about that. However, for me, like, my struggle has been, like, by the time I get to lunch, I'm like ravenous, and yeah. 
it's tough too so just like an easy way to balance that is break your fast earlier you don't need to wait like you have a different it's easier for men to fast as well you've got more hormones going on survival hormones for women yeah because you you know uh carry children why have why have you so it's it's different for men and women when it comes to fasting it is scientifically much easier for men to fast for longer periods of time right and yeah we know that and then it's just like you um everybody's lifestyle or activity level is different anyway and so just because so and so fast just because you fast till lunch doesn't mean that like i should no like it may be way more functional for me and i might have way less caloric intake if i eat something at 10 a.m and then i'm not ravenous for lunch and therefore total i've like consumed less calories because i don't go to lunch like starving or feeling like i'm starving mm-hmm. oh yeah and and so you just people need to like remember that and assess what their lifestyle is are they going to work and or are you i also was like fasting till lunch but getting up at like 4 30 in the morning to do a 5 30 a.m workout and so that i feel like messed me up that will mess you up yeah you're gonna be hungry of course and especially if like then the only thing you're drinking is coffee and tea eventually then your body's like okay enough like you know like i'm not fooled at this point in the game and (laughs) also like your mindset too right you you're the timing of day and you knowing like that it's going to be time for lunch and starting to think about that like Mm -hmm. affects your satiety and just um your like hunger levels and what is like released in your body like you can especially if like you're addicted to food oh yeah and so that's just a whole crazy talk thing um you know you're bringing up like oh i only eat like or no carbs and meat and stuff and eggs and then um it made me think about though once upon a time michael not too long ago Mm -hmm. you were a vegetarian well it was kind of a long time ago i guess not too long ago we went out to la uh sister lives out there went out there after college lived out there yeah, it was. I think it was a Netflix docu- documentary. Yeah, yes. one or two. And uh, yeah, I went. I say I went pescatarian because I just didn't feel I could get enough solid protein. There's a plenty of plant proteins out there, um, but I was still eating salmon. Um, and then yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't vegan. I you know eggs and stuff was still all on the table and dairy products. Um, but yeah, I cut out. I cut out steak. I cut out chicken, turkey. Yeah, just meat. I was a pescatarian. For about a year, and I definitely, looking back on it, no, I, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I lost a lot of muscle mass, um, was very thin, which, you know, if you're trying to lose just fat, I think it can be an effective thing for that, but my energy, nothing like it is when, I, when I'm when i in a solid keto state. Um, the biggest thing for me now, and I've been doing keto for well over a year now, um, it's just carbs like everyone's addicted to carbs and when you intake carbs you're just up and down your blood sugar spikes you're going to be tired you're going to want to nap um your energy is all over the place and you're always just in the search of more carbs snacking snacking you're never fulfilled uh, never fulfilled whatsoever so um yeah the the vegan vegetarian thing i I don't think you can get all your actual um, necessary uh, nutrients and vitamins on a day-to-day basis um, eating a diet like that but i do think vegan or vegetarian is definitely more uh definitely healthier diet and a solid diet compared to just a standard american diet for sure so uh, if that's your thing i think you're doing fine living that sort of way 
Interesting, Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what can we take away from this? Mike, you know, Caleb. <laughs> Mike, you know. Um, coming back, do you remember the title of this episode? Uh, Mike, how does he stay in the same exact shape that he has been since age 17? How does he do it? Is that With, what it's called? Without using Instagram. Oof, hard to believe, huh? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what this one was called. <laughs> Are you being serious? It's something about just... curating and curation. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Right. Curating your real life, mm. not your Instagram. Not your Instagram life. Okay. And so you, again, don't have social media. What are you doing to stay, you know, ambitious and well? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I stay away from the carbs. Yeah. So cut carbs. Cut carbs. Okay. Well, I, I think that's a great way <laughs> to close it. Right. And again i thought about this because it's just it's a good exercise to remember i'm not saying jump off your social media and forget it right that's not where this is coming from and i will um you know not have a job (laughs) if 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 that you know industry changes or my job will change and so it's not that it's just being conscious that it's curated right Mm -hmm. and so that you're having a more like healthy relationship with what you actually want in life Mm -hmm. versus what you're posing you have in life if you're needing to pose that then just change what you're actually doing in your real life first like prioritize that and that could be through you know if you're wanting to be more healthy right i really like think about that and you know what you're posting on your facebook and instagram well i'm gonna pick the one where i like look the best in the best angle of me and that really may not be like the true version of you in real life and if you're not happy with that there there are healthy ways to change that and i think that just people need to be mindful of make sure that's your action item versus curating this like clipboard or um bulletin board of what you what you want to see right but that's still not you like if you have like heavy filters like there's so many apps where you can have a complete you could have a completely different nose you know <laughs> and post that and stuff and so it's just you, i hope people like are remembering that and having a more like healthy relationship with the reality or the like the authenticity which according to some article posted in 2000 october 2019 which was not too long ago michael Mm-mm. right are authentic instagram accounts having a moment hmm, i wonder uh, if they were or not <laughs> I know. Maybe they never will, but I just, people see that more or recognize it more that it's curated and stuff. And so just try and like, what's wrong with like loving yourself the way you are without the filter, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're, no one's perfect. So just be you and have that confidence and embrace that. And then Michael will get an Instagram account. I'll, if I need to, I will. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. I've been on Instagram on yours. It, I, I could see how you could, you know, go down these wormholes and lose some hours if you have hours to lose. Yeah. I just, I don't have time for it. I don't know. Yeah. You, you'll never be into it, which yeah. is fine and healthy. And you shouldn't. I would not, at this stage in your life, I'm not, it would be silly for you to get one. I'd be, this, it'd be like this if my, my dad got a Facebook or Instagram. Like, it's just not going to happen because it just no. doesn't make sense. No. Mm-mm. 
So, okay. um, but yeah, I appreciate coming on and letting people know what it's really like to be off the grid and be a millennial. It's, uh, it's great. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. I'm going to check out the uh, fourth quarter of the, uh, Vikings Packers game from, uh, 2009. It was Brett Favre's, um, revenge game, if you will, against the Packers and he carved them up. He had four or five touchdowns. So that's what's going on. That's a replay because we have no sports still in right. this world. That's all replayed sports, but. This is one of the fonder Viking moments. 09 season. Yeah, I remember this game. Oh my gosh. Remember that season, Favre. That's a Viking. Yeah. That's I still. That's hard to believe that actually took place. That's fantastic. That is episode eight coming up. Mm, Brett Favre as a Viking. Brett Favre as a Viking in 2009. 2009, 2010. He was injured his last year. But it's kind of it was a swan song. But 09 Vikings were the best team in the NFC. We don't, you know, Saints screwed us over and whatever. We've been there, done that. Yeah. Um, You'll probably bring it up every other episode. Well, the 09 Vikings, the 98 Vikings are the two things I haven't gotten over. Those are the two best Viking teams of my lifetime. Two favorite teams of my lifetime. Neither one got to the Super Bowl. And yeah, that sticks with me, but I'll be all right. It's a broken record, folks. I've mm-hmm. never heard Michael say this before, but um, thanks for listening in. <laughs> people, do you think they're still listening to this whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. no, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Your dad. He's yeah. retired. And doesn't have. I don't know if he has a cell phone. He does, but yeah. oh my gosh, it's like this little brick of cards is like what it looks like. It's beyond. I, look, when he handed it to me the other day to like have him have me text something, I'm like, what is this? I thought it was a deck of cards. It's weird. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, so catch us on next episode. Hopefully I bring on a better guest. Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find one, but I'll see if I'll put my feelers out. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm searching. I'm desperate. All right, thanks for um, tuning in to the Book of Caleb, and uh, we'll close it with uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs>